Welcome to Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I'm your host, Jeff Winkers, professional personal trainer with a passion for nutrition, psychology and mindset, and fitness. Wow, obesity and diabetes rates have increased 10%. To solve this, we need to nourish our bodies, flourish our mindset, and grind through hard work. Are you ready to nourish, flourish, and grind to better health and happiness? Hey guys, so it is uh, time for another episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I hope everybody's having a great week uh, as we get into kind of continuing off of our episode from last week on sleep. And we really, what I did last week was hit on the importance of, of sleep and what it does for your body, why it's important. A lot of things that we probably are you know, semi-aware of, but we maybe don't fully appreciate. And so really last week, my goal was to kind of more so open up our eyes and our minds a little bit more and, and wake us up, <laughs> uh, wake us up a little bit in terms of the importance of sleep and knowing the value of sleep. And, and one thing that we really hit on last week was that we really treat sleep as a luxury. And my goal of last week was to make sure that we don't treat it as that. We, it is a necessity. It is something that we need uh, and the quality of sleep needs to be good. And so how do we create that better quality? So if you have not gone back uh, or have not listened to that, uh, go back and listen to that because it's a great uh, lead-in to what we are going to talk about this week, which is the more com- controversial subject when it comes to sleep. And so what that is is how much sleep do we need? And so... I've had some time to really put some really, I don't know that I really can give you the answer after today even, uh, hopefully give you a better idea of maybe where you should be at um, and things to consider on how to find that, that sweet spot for yourself. So um, I really wanna explore a lot of the most common things, a lot of what uh, um, the most common thoughts and, and opinions in terms of how much sleep we need first before I really get into kind of debating slash um, having a discussion with you guys over this on, on in your head and in, in a lot of your minds is kind of how I want you guys to think about it, to coming up with the best spot for you. And so a CNN recently did an article on, uh, on sleep and it's, a, you know, it was wake up people, you're fooling yourself about sleep, study says, okay? So for one, you know, this is coming out right away saying that, you know, how a lot of people be, are typically in the U.S. right now getting on average five to six hours, if not less, actually, um, hours of sleep per night. And so they come out and they have some very good, uh, very good information. Uh, and it's not bad and I'm not saying it's wrong. And so I want to go through some like things that they really, they hit on. Um, if we want to live longer, a lot of the studies that uh, were found in this is that uh, we need to get between seven and 10 hours of sleep each night. And it really depends on our age uh, because the, the older we get, especially once we're into adolescent and teen years and we get into our 20s, uh, we need between seven and 10 hours. And the older we get, that number actually, actually lowers. So uh, older people can actually do really well on, on six to seven hours of sleep, a lot of these studies are, are finding. And what we're seeing right now is that there's this big, big influx of, of sleep depri- deprivation and how it's threatening our health 
um, and up to 45% of the global population. And so we, we're, they're finding that sleeping five to five hours a night or less consistently um, is increasing your risk for adverse health consequences like cardiovascular disease and early mortality. Um, and so the study finds that of, of over 10,000 uh, citizens um, in 2007, that those that reduce their sleep from seven to five hours or fewer uh, were almost twice as likely to die from all causes, especially uh, cardiovascular disease. So we're talking about heart disease, stroke, uh, high blood pressure, uh, those kind of things. And so this is really, really giving good credence that seven to nine hours of sleep is going to be really, really good for your health. It's going to help you live longer. It's going to help you uh, thrive. It's going to help your immune system. It's going to help decrease your risk for uh, diseases and early mortality. So a lot of really good information is coming from these studies, which I, I don't think that they're wrong completely either. Um, and so it's something that we want to take into uh, account. And, and really the sleep, again, like we, we prefaced last week, is super important for not only our mental health and our energy, but also for our heart, for our immune system, for how long we live, for weight control, all those things, it plays a huge role in, in, in being able to help our body optimally function in that with, with sleep because you need that. And so um, we wanna make sure that we're, you know, in these studies based off of this information that we're getting that seven to nine hours of sleep and that's where a lot of data, and I would say that most uh, studies are done to see, they're really aiming to see where that sleep pattern is and to really say, you know, based off of the past seven to nine hours, we got to find a way uh, that this looks good, that it is the healthiest way. Um, but they're, what I talked about last week, and this is where the, the downside comes, is they're not considering the dietary aspects of this individual on these individuals they're not considering the jobs of these individuals the stress of these individuals they're not looking at the differences between uh family situation you know how many kids they have uh and then financial situation as well i mean it really is such a broad broad spectrum of of all these other variables that can be uh put into this as well in terms of how much sleep we need and, and what's the best they're not looking at everything that plays an important role. And I have a study actually that I find later that is showing that five to six and a half hours of sleep actually works really, really well for people. And their blood pressure is actually really, really low. But one thing that makes this study very, very uh, credible is the fact that they look at this population where their habits and their a lot of the dietary choices they make are very similar to one another and their jobs are all the same. And so I will get into that uh, a little bit later, but so this is why you know seven to eight hours is is typically they say is enough, and why it's actually preferred uh, for for adults, especially between the ages of uh, I would say twenty twenty five to uh, sixty. Really, is is usually between that um, again seven to eight, seven to nine hours of sleep in that range. But there's a lot of factors that go into that and in a lot of places and that you look if you search this stuff online is going to show up uh, that there's certain things that make up for it. your genetic uh, genetic makeup makes a big impact on that 
your sleep quality, which we touched on last week, is going to have a huge impact on how much sleep you need. Um, and that is one of my favorite things. And the one thing that I think is always going to give the most credibility to any uh, any conversation that you have is that quality is is going to play a big role in anything you do in life. Quality is always going to be a big part of of, of what we do and in, in the and how how beneficial it is to you because let's be honest you can come in and get a you know work out for two hours and yeah the quantity is really really high all right you're getting lots of quantity you're getting lots of minutes and and time into that workout but if your quality of that workout is is shit like you're not going to reap the benefits if the quality of your diet is crap you're not going to reap the benefits of putting in all that time into working out and so it goes to show that these, it, that it isn't one or the other. You could get seven to nine hours of really shitty sleep, and that doesn't mean that you're going to be healthier or that you're going to lower, lower your risk for all these uh, negative consequences that go along with supposed, you know, you know good sleep or, or, or lower sleep or amounts. You, it doesn't mean that. Because we can all say that, yeah, somebody could sleep seven to nine hours, but if they're waking up 30 minutes twice a night, like, that's not good either. You, you should be able to stay asleep soundly um, from the time you fall asleep to the time you need to wake up. And so that's an important thing to consider when we're looking, when we're looking at this um, and seeing what, what, is it, what matters. Um, and so those are two factors that we, we got to take, or three factors. Your, your sleep quality matters your genetic makeup matters, and your dietary habits matter. And so look at that. Think about that as we are considering this. And not don't look at it such a narrow scope and with a magnifying glass, in a sense. Look at this with, 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 um, with a wide-spectrum goggles that allow you to see everything in, in perspective. Because, again, in anything that we do, we cannot be so specific in, in what we are saying and what we're looking at and what we think is best for ourselves, if we're not considering all aspects and humans are so complex uh, as, as, as organisms that it is, it is ignorant and it is irresponsible for us to not look at everything. And so that's kind of my rant on this. Um, I'm not saying that, that, that seven to nine hours of sleep is wrong, all right? That, so don't get me wrong because for some of you, that is the number you need to hit. All right, that is the number you need to hit for optimal health. Some of you, though, that's not that might not be the case. Like you could probably be okay with five to six hours of sleep. For some of you, getting nine to ten hours of sleep might be better. So make sure that we are putting that in perspective. And please understand me right that I'm not saying that for all the studies that are out there right now that are saying seven to nine hours of sleep is the best for optimal health. I'm not saying they're wrong. All right. In any way, shape or, or form, am I saying they're wrong? What I am saying is let's look at the other factors that are involved with these people. And, and it's almost like what comes first, the chicken or the egg here? Is this better sleep quality and more sleep time? Is that causing you to eat better and to perform better um, and to be happier and to have less stress in your life? Or is having less stress in your life, is eating better, is uh, managing...
So now that you've had a little bit of time to, to kind of reflect on that and, and just get a little better sense of and, and hopefully open up and, and just kind of put those goggles on that are broad, that allow you to see really wide um, and, and just listen up on that. Because, again, I, I really and I want to emphasize again, guys, I, I'm no way saying that. Again, those that say seven to nine hours are wrong. I do think that seven to nine hours of sleep is like for somebody that like for me that sleeps five to six hours, I do think that seven to nine hours would, wouldn't make me feel pretty good still. I, I think I would be just as healthy. Um, but I, what I'm saying is I don't think I'm any, and from like my habits, I don't feel less healthy. Um, I don't feel a big difference between five to six and between uh, seven to nine, like on the days that I get that sleep versus, you know, the other, I feel that's just how I feel. I've done this. I've taken time to really reflect on it. How do I feel the next day, one day versus the other? I've kept a sleep journal, uh, to, to, and wrote down my, my thoughts, my notes on that. So, um, again, I, there's some of us do need that. And you might be one that needs seven to nine hours of sleep. That is a possibility. And there's a lot of good research that that suggests it is optimal. And, and I do think it's valid um, because there is uh, obviously correlations between people that sleep seven to nine hours of sleep um, that live longer, have a higher, uh, lower chance of dying from cardiac disease and, and, and all these other factors. Um, but I don't think that it's being fair to those that are getting six, five to six hours of sleep that are healthy individuals that are eating well, that are managing their stress well. So I, I re- and the reason it brings me into the next point um, and the next study. So I, I look at one study that says seven to nine hours of sleep. Love it. You know, I, I think it's it's very good. I think it's accurate. I, but I don't think, you know, that again, it's what factors are they considering in terms of what they're doing? Um, are they looking at all those things? But this is the study that I found um, that sleeping an average of six hours of sleep is is no less shut eye than our ancestors had a long time ago. Um, and so this study looked at it was published in Current Biology Journal, um, and it was done by the University of California, uh, Los Angeles, so UCLA, and they found. Um, and they examined sleep and how it varied in three pre-industrial societies. So again, I'm this is reflecting on pre-industrial societies. So it's looking at nomad uh, societies that are out there. And so it aimed to really test the assumption that reduced sleep time in, in the modern world is linked to obesity, mood disorders, and other mental and physical illnesses. So that was the aim of it, was to try to find that link. Well, a thousand, they did a thousand, a thousand days worth of, of data was collected um, from 94 adults living in, in the Hadza Society in northern Tanzania and the San uh, in Namibia and then the Simani people in Bolivia. In all three societies, these people lived nomadically um, and depending on like hunting and, and gathering for food. Um, but the study found that the average sleep time between the in these societies was between 5.7 and 7.1 hours a night, which is averages to 6.4 hours a day, which is not significantly more than those living in our modern societies today. And so it also found that these adults living in these pre-industrial societies had lower levels of blood pressure and high levels of physical fitness. And that is the key there. Um, a couple things that are brought in on this is that 
high high levels of physical fitness. So are you getting are these people that are getting um, five to six hours of sleep in these studies? Are they the kind of I would say typical people that don't work out then um, that are eating like crap? Um, or are they these people? That's one thing I want to know. And that's what the, these studies that's really aimed for the seven to nine um, suggest that, you know, that they're not looking at those factors. And then the other part of it, they're eating huntering and gather hunter gathering food. Okay. Meaning they're not eating a bunch of processed food with high sugar and high additives into their diet. They're, they're eating whole foods They're eating lean meats. They're, they're making all their food themselves and they have high levels of fit physical fitness. So they're very active people. And you look at that, that's 6.4 hours a day on average and their, their blood pressure is lower. Um, and so the, the study said by examining three such groups in two continents over a long period of time, um, they were available, uh, able to evaluate common element elements and differences that provide insights into the nature of human sleep under natural conditions. And then a striking finding is that the uniformity of sleep patterns across groups, despite their ancient geographic isolation from each other, this suggests that the observed patterns are not unique to their particular environment or cultural conditions, but rather are central to the physiology of human humans living in the tropical latitudes near the locations of San and Hadza groups. The sleep in these traditional human groups are more similar to sleep in industrial societies than has been assumed. They do not sleep more than most individuals in industrial societies. That is what, this is where I'm talking about, okay? So when I, when I referenced before, what is coming first? Is it the chicken or is it the egg? Is it, is it sleep that is causing us to be healthier individuals, the, getting the right amount of sleep, the number, the quantity of sleep? Or is it the, the habits of us as people, dietary, physically, uh, our, our circumstances, is that affecting the quality of our sleep, which is in turn affecting um, the quantity of our sleep, which is in turn affecting what is enough. And so this is kind of the, the, where I arrive on this. After looking through, uh, these aren't the only ones that I found. These are the two ones that I feel are the most valid uh, and the most reliable sources. So the one that says seven to nine hours, I feel I did a lot of homework on it. Uh, it really, it, I really believe it. I think that they have a lot of good information. I think it's reliable up to what they can do based on how much they can control. But this study done by UCLA kind of really puts in perspective that what is, it, it helps us get a better idea of what is enough and how much we need. So really what I'm turning this conversation towards is are you getting the right quality of sleep and is quality of sleep affecting how much sleep we need because my what i'm arriving at the the destination that i'm arriving at guys is that we are getting to i think that these factors is if you eat a high sugar diet which i'm going to get into a little bit here um and how sugar affects you but if you're eating a very highly processed diet not a lot of fruits not a lot of veggies if you have a lot of stress in your life um so eating plus stress plus um your your physical fitness, if you're not getting good amounts of that and you're not getting good quality of that and not considering those things and not doing everything you can to make those things the best you can, 
I think your quality goes down of sleep, but I think that increases the amount of sleep that you need. I think is really where we can go with this. Now, I have not done the research. I've not done the studies. Um, I don't have anything to really back this up per se, but I, when we start adding things up together, it's not crazy to kind of come to this, this conclusion of, yes, if we eat poorly, we have high stress and we're not able to manage it and we don't get enough physical fitness. Yeah, I do think you need seven to nine to 10 hours of sleep. I do. I really do. And I think that's where our society has gone from, especially in the U.S., with us being, you know, in the capitalism and, and working hard. We really value working a lot and not spending a lot of time taking care of ourselves. We've, we're so focused on our jobs um, and making money and, and being able to support our lives financially that we aren't able to take care of ourselves mentally, uh, physically as well. Because right now, our our standard of living and the way we 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 have success in our in our society is based off of how much money you can make, how you know the job you have, all that kind of stuff. And I, and it kind of brings us back to the importance of really bringing it back down to like nutrition is not a luxury. Eating well is not a luxury. Sleep is not a luxury. Physical fitness is not a luxury. It is a necessity. And we do need to take time to de- disconnect from the world and, and from our, our, our work and make sure that we're putting this time into ourselves to make ourselves healthier. And so just to kind of preface the importance of sugar and how that affects your sleep is that um, it actually, there's startling amounts of sugar in our diet as Americans every single day, um, which contributes to more di- obesity than dietary fat. Um, and so those things, and then like other things like foods, including pizza, and like those things can interfere with sleep in several ways. So sleep, sugar, especially before bed, um, leads to poor quality of sleep. They found that in 2016, uh, a study that sleep and sugar don't mix and uh, in 26 healthy adults, which it is a small sample size, monitor their sleep using both restricted and unrestricted diets. And they, they found that the unrestricted diet, the one that was eating more sugar, had uh, sleep onset latency, which uh, it took them longer to fall asleep, and then their lower, uh, lower quality of sleep. And that specific, um, specifically the, those that had higher consumption of sugar um, and saturated fats had less deep sleep and more arousals, so more times waking up. So in other words, it, it's really coming to the conclusion that eating lots of sugar, consuming lots of sugar means that your sleep quality will be worse and you won't feel as rested in the morning. So again, another reason why when we go into the nutrition end of it, why it's important to really um, to do that. Um, and then on the flip side, when you get poor sleep, it just makes your body crave more sugar. So it's like this circle, it's a cycle. So you get poor sleep, you're gonna, because you're eating too much sugar, it's gonna cause you to want to eat more sugar. And you tend to eat more junk food um, because of that lack of sleep. And a lot of that comes from your body needs that, that energy. And so um, we need to make sure that we are thinking about that and look, thinking about, okay, how much sugar am I eating? Because if I'm eating too much sugar, it's going to cause me to have poor sleep quality, which then if I'm trying to eat less sugar is going to be harder because my body's going to be telling me in the, with uh, w- resisting 
sugar is going to be that much harder. And so that's something to to look into as as we are and consider as we're doing this. And so another thing, and then now we get into where diet affects our sleep and how it does. And so there's certain foods that keep you awake longer. And those foods are high sugar, high carb, heavily processed foods. Um, they are problematic also for your waistline, um, which is just as troublesome as, as it can be to your sleep. So um, throughout the day, eating those sugary foods, those highly processed foods, changes your blood sugar, um, which can make you feel more fatigued um, because you're going to get that crash. Um, and then it messes up your daily routine, which messes up your sleep patterns at night. And, and humans, our body is all about creating homeostasis, this constant state. It can adapt really well. But if it's not in a good routine, it's going to be harder for, for you to do that. So like large meals that are, that are high in, in carbs, and that's, again, this is, I'm not saying that some people can't eat carbs and that you shouldn't eat carbs um, because I think carbs are important that everybody needs carbs, but the amount of carbs that somebody needs is totally different from one person to another. Um, can affect your blood sugar. So that's something else to consider. So eating those meals, especially that are higher in carbs, close to bedtime interferes with your body's process to wind down um, and get ready for sleep. And so we want to really look at that. So foods that we, we want to really embrace for that are those that are just high nutrients um, that healthy foods provide, particular sleep is, is going to be those that are um, rich in fruits and vegetables and whole grains, lean meats. Those are the ones that are going to promote healthy sleep, which is really what we should all be eating anyways is whole foods, lean meat, lots of veggies, lots of fruit, whole grains, 100%. Those are what we, you got to focus on, on that. So um, that's kind of where we, we, it, we lead to in this. So again, I think when we have all those factors, when we're not eating well, we're not getting enough activity, and we're not managing our stress in our, in our lives very well, I think you do need more hours of sleep because I don't think the quality is very high. And I think that that's leading to us needing more. And now you could probably, maybe let's say you do eat really well, but you're not getting a lot of activity and you're not um, managing your stress well, or maybe you are. But even if you have one of those things where you're not doing as well on, I still think that that's why you'd need seven to nine and you can be just as healthy. All right. And you can... Um, have the same incidence of or lower incidence of heart disease and, and mortality as somebody who um, is eating really, really well and maybe sleeping less hours a night. Um, I, that's where I think that, that, that you can kind of make up for that with good quality sleep as long as you're getting good quality sleep. Um, but I do, I feel that for those of you that maybe feel good on five to six hours, like examine yourself, like, are you eating well? Are you, how are you managing stress? Are you meditating? Are you, are you talking to a therapist regularly? Are you going and just you know, disconnecting from the world enough, shutting the TV off, putting your phone away before bed and, and really just taking that time to spend quality time with your family? Um, and are you getting enough exercise? Like looking at those factors and then realizing like, yeah, no wonder I feel okay with five to six hours of sleep. Or again, you could maybe need all those and again, still need to get seven to nine hours of sleep. Everybody is so different. But I hope this puts it in perspective that I think that really, if you're missing one link out of that chain, eating well, that uh, stress and, and physical activity, I think seven to nine is where we gotta be. 
uh, is a good kind of range to be. But if you're if you're doing all those things really, really well, I think then that number is a li- that that range is more five to nine hours of sleep. I think five and a half to nine hours of sleep is where all of a sudden these things you you can have a little more freedom. But again, it's important to have the same sleep routine. You know, if you're sleeping six hours a night, like don't one night a week sleep seven and then go back to six or sleep one night eight. Like you got to keep that routine because that's how your body's going to be able to kind of adapt and function the best. All right. When you're constantly giving it change, it's hard for it to get into its routine. It's homeostasis. Um, so yeah, I hope that makes sense, guys. It, it just, I, it really opens my eyes uh, as I look through this as I put these things together and, and trying to come up with a better answer for you guys. And again, I am not a qualified person to say that that's the those are absolutes. That's just based off of all the research and stuff that I've done from people who have done these studies. That's the conclusion I draw from it. And you might conclude, uh, conclude something completely different. And that's fine. I would love to talk about it. I, I'm not the, I am not in any way saying that I'm right and you're wrong. I, lo- I want to know more and I always am, I want to have discussions with this. Um, so I guess how do you produce a better quality of sleep is, is probably like the question. And, and a lot of it comes down to, all right, how much are we eating? Uh, how well are we eating? All those kind of things uh, play a big role in it. And then what are you doing before bed that can improve your quality of sleep? And we talked about that last week. So go, go back and, and go look at that and, and listen to my episode from last week to really get a good uh, answer on that, to get a better answer on on that. So I hope uh, that puts it in a little more perspective and gets us all thinking a little bit of like your sleep is super important, but our sleep can be affected by our diet, by our physical activity, by our stress. And if we're not doing everything, that everything matters. Quality is super important. Um, it's not necessarily always about quantity. Like in the gym, it's not about how many reps you do. It's about the quality of reps that you are doing in that quantity. And again, with sleep, it's not about necessarily the quantity because if you're not looking at the quality, that might that doesn't necessarily mean just because you're getting in that range does not mean that you're getting good quality sleep, that you're going to be just as healthy. So those are factors to consider as you guys go through. And so one thing that I want to leave you with that I want to challenge you to do um, in order to kind of find where where you should be is to create like a a sleep journal for yourself and find out where you need to be okay um so take some time like even if it's three or four days like where you know you're sleeping you're gonna kind of mess around with yourself a little bit and and say okay monday night i had six and a half hours of sleep. How did I feel? Like rated on a scale of one to 10, one being I'm super tired. I feel exhausted. I barely can get through the day. 10 being I'm super energized. I could freaking run through a wallet by the time it's time to go to bed still, or I'm, you know, and fall asleep really, really easy and somewhere in the middle. And then also look at like your diet and, and, and see your quality of diet as well. Like make sure you consider that. Um, then Tuesday, maybe you sleep eight hours, you know, same thing. See where you're at. Which day do you feel better? Do you have more focus on the days of five to six hours 
or that six and a half hour day than you did on the eight hour day? Or did you feel like you were more focused on the eight hour day and you were more productive and you were happier? Like consider you got to really self-reflect and be self-aware. Like, how do I feel? Am I happier on this day or am I not as happy as I was the other day? Or do I feel more alert or do I feel less alert? Do I feel um, more energized or do I feel like it's not as good? So those are the three areas that I want you to consider when you're kind of messing around with your sleep and you're getting maybe five and a half, six hours on one night, uh, a couple nights in a row. And then the next night you got eight hours of sleep. And the night after that, you get 10 hours of sleep and see where you fall in that range, because that is the best way to figure out what is the best number for you. Okay. Me telling you there's, there's no way I can tell you what the best number is. And that's why I told you, if you have a good diet, you manage your stress and you have good physical activity, it could be anywhere between five and a half to to nine hours of sleep a night. There's somewhere in that range is going to be optimal. I can, I can narrow it down to that with confidence, but where you line up in that is completely, it's going to be different from your husband. It's going to be different from your wife. It's going to be different from your kids. It's going to be different from your friends and coworkers. Everybody's going to have their own thing and where they need to be at. So take some time over the next week and do that and challenge yourself. And you, you owe it to yourself to figure that out because if you know, then you're going to be able to start putting more effort into eating and you'll be able to put more effort into physical activity and you'll be able to, you won't have to worry about that. So stress comes down as well. So it's a win-win for every, in every aspect. So, uh, if you guys have any comments, any feed, like any discussion, any points, if you're a professional out there that completely disagrees with what I say, um, <coughs> I, excuse me, please reach out to me at Jeff Winkers on Instagram and, and let's get, let's talk. Like, just know that I don't want to have, I'm not out here to offend anybody. I'm not out here to make enemies. I'm out here to just have discussions and open this up and to explore all the variables, not again, this narrow sighted, uh, range. I want to explore every aspect and then, and then let's figure out where we can find some common ground and then, and go from there. So I would love to have a conversation on that with you guys, even members, if you guys have questions, feel free to ask me, you know, what you experience. I would love to hear and give updates from, uh, from you guys and how you guys dealt with this, what you found out about yourself. So that way I can just see what, what it is. And, and just, again, as it's going to help me educate myself more, which is going to help me be able to put more out for you guys. So have a great rest of your day, guys. That's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed part two of sleep. It's like a little more fired up than uh, part one. And it was a little more, again, I know there's a lot of different things going on there. So uh, again, hopefully you, you kind of are able to absorb all that and hopefully it help you find your correct number. So have a great rest of your day, guys. Keep nourishing, flourishing, and grinding. And I will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure I would love it if you guys rated and reviewed it, whether it's good, bad, or negative. I want to know so I can help you all better in nourishing flourishing and grinding towards a better you. Thanks guys.